Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 164, episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Wednesday, December 16th, 2020, 35 days until January 20th. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka I'm Jack on the podcast again. Uh, that is courtesy <laughs> of somebody on the Zeit Gang. Uh, they actually gave me the Aerosmith uh, back in the saddle, which I had never heard before. That song had somehow missed me. Uh, I will shout you out in a moment. Uh, but first, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Happy Holograms! Happy, Happy Holograms! As the Miles Gray keeps smoking, happy holograms to you. I love Andy Williams. I gotta tell you, his he his voice is so white, it it comforts me. <laughs> and especially when he's like, and dick whoop de do with dickery doc, and don't forget to sit on my cock. Oh, is that a cup? Like, I love it. Uh, anyway, that was just for me. I'm just trying to do all holiday vibe AKs this week. Yeah, Straight out that, my brain. That was a uh, that was Dice Man esque. The hey whoop de do my cock. doc. Sit on a spider's cock. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, well, I'm glad you brought your A game today, Miles. Because yeah, I had to, you know. <laughs> um, my uh, AK was uh, courtesy of official dickhead. Uh, so I'm glad again bringing our A game because we are uh, thrilled to be joined in our third seat uh, by something we're trying out uh, on our third-rate podcast, having a uh, first-rate guest. It is the hilarious and talented Nikki Glazer! Yes! Thank you guys for having me. I'm um, Don't call yourselves third rate. You're. I. I love this show. You both know. (laughs) You both know. um, I'm a huge fan, so I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to. I still don't believe the first time we met, and you're like, I love the show. I was like, I can't. And but like, but she knows. She talks like she actually listens. I can't. No, I know. This is validation, unlike anything I've had. Oh yeah, my gosh! So I, the first time I listened, I had to like look up so many words you used. You guys are so <laughs> smart. I you, you got added to my list of words that I'm like, oh, I want to incorporate those more into my my life, and and I haven't. Uh, but um, yeah, I just feel smarter <laughs> having listened to you. You guys are hilarious. You get it. Anyone listening gets it. So um, hey, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm thrilled to be, a to little be more here. Hilarious today. Means oh, a lot. Good. It means a lot. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. So you're coming to us from the great Saint state of Louis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Missouri. My yes. favorite state, St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I have uh Miles, you were talking about having a little bit of a history with St. Louis. I lived in Columbia yeah. for the first uh oh. 3 years of my marriage. Um wow. many 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 miles from any uh airport. So did yeah. a lot of spent a lot of time driving driving in Missouri. Why were you there for three years of school? Uh, my wife was going through medical school. Uh, ah, there, yes. So. Columbia's not bad. Columbia's a nice little college town. It yeah, is the definition of college. It college totally town. is. Yeah, we were like yeah. within earshot of the uh, football stadium, so you could just like ambiently get the. Uh, the vibes that I never had uh, in my college time because we didn't have like a big college football team, but yeah, yeah, um, 
Decent basketball, That's though. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Decent, decent. Wait, what's the college? Is that Mizzou? Mizzou. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my cousin went there. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know that was in Columbia. Great well, journalism school. High school. Great. Brad Pitt went there, didn't he? Brad, I believe that's correct. Mm-hmm. I believe Ooh. that is on the uh, on the sign when you're entering the university. <laughs> Brad Pitt went here. <laughs> it's a statue of him like eating an apple. <laughs> <laughs> eating nachos. Because uh, he's always eating. He's so good at eating, man. That guy fucking. <laughs> Wait, did does not... he eat? Is he photographed eating a lot? Uh, well, he's think just of in any... his movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess like, you're right. Any oceans film, Fight Club, snack like you can all I can always picture a moment where he's eating or taking a bite yeah. of something. Yeah, he's gotta work that, that chiseled jaw. Yeah, you wanna see it in action. Really draws attention to the chiseled jaw line. <laughs> yeah. I noticed Which it in good. oceans and then I like went back and like in eat uh eat Joe Black, uh Freudian slip, but meet <laughs> Joe Black. He like there's a thing where he tries peanut butter for the first time. Like I, I feel like there are certain people who just have things written into their contract that they have to do, and eating is like, you know, show off the and goods. Tom Hanks, yeah, Tom Hanks, he peas. Likes to pee. We do, we do like oh to talk gosh, about that. He does. Yeah, John Cusack lot. likes to be stuck in the rain. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. There's all sorts of. Some people say yeah, like. Tom Hanks just had a career in acting just for easy access to doing pee scenes yeah. for large crews. Yeah. Really One way or another, if he hadn't broken into Hollywood, he was going to get into the uh, porn game. Because Have you guys yeah, heard about that podcast where he fired a guy on um, on the, the set of uh, Band of Brothers because he had dead eyes? And this guy goes back to fi- – it's the podcast was called Dead Eyes. I just started listening to it. It's what? hilarious. <laughs> this guy – it was like, you know, listed as like a podcast of the year. And I just heard the first episode the other night, but it's called Dead Eyes. And this guy was like got his first acting gig um, in Band of Brothers. And he was – he's American. He was over in London studying uh, theater and, and acting. And he was really struggling to get a job over there and like – out of nowhere, Band of Brothers starts casting, and it's like he, he has a chance as an American to get get a role, and he gets it, and then they take it. He calls everyone he knows. He's so excited. It's a speaking role. Like it's not – he has like 10 lines, but it's huge, you know? Yeah. And um, And then he gets a call from the casting director that says you have to re-audition because Tom – Thinks you have dead eyes, and they're not. He wasn't supposed to find out he had dead eyes. That was a note from like the assistant wow. that told him that. And he goes <laughs> in, and he has to re-audition, and then he gets fired by Tom Hanks for having dead eyes. Oh. So he's going back and like investigating it and finding out like what happened. And um, yeah, and it's 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 really fascinating. That's a whole new wow. level of rejection because like that's oh that's you're being rejected what by America's do? dead. Like you're, it's <laughs> yes. one thing to get rejected by your own dad, but by the entire country, the world's it's, dead. Yeah, I don't know if I'm like what I'm feeling right now. Whether it's a, like, wait, Tom Hanks is capable of bad, or also, am I putting I myself in dead eyes position? And I'm like, what? But I can't help my eyes. I mean, I, how can I undead them? Like, did he come in wild extra for well, the re-audition? Was like. <laughs> Oh my God, Sergeant Baker, uh, Captain Winters, we got it. We have to take that hill. Like, that was the curious part. I was I was confused as to why he didn't talk about his reaudition and how he tried to make his eyes more lively. I would think that that would be something you would move him more, but he didn't mention that. And then I Googled him, which when I was going through my Google searches for you guys, I saw his name and I go, who is that? And then I was like, oh, I, I Googled to see if he had dead eyes. 
and he kind of does. Like oh, I no, see it in the ice. pictures. They're That's a little bit I, sociopathic, yeah. a little bit like just like looking through you, which is not a bad thing. He's actually a really great actor, comedic actor, and uh, he's like a UCB guy and really accomplished. But um, he, he, in fact, I did see what Tom was talking about. But I, <laughs> I, I do think that maybe Tom has a bad side. You know, like I, I mean, yeah. We, on the we other didn't, hand, oh, it's Ellen, Connor you know, Ratliff. We could have never guessed. Yes, Connor Ratliff. Is is it okay? I mean, Tom Hanks is a producer on that show, and it's like on, on the one hand, it's not great that it got back to him because that's <laughs> right. very personally insulting yeah. and something that he can do nothing about. It would sound like, uh, but that is kind of his job. Is if somebody is miscast or like doesn't isn't like reading on, on yeah. the screen. Like I, I kind of don't begrudge Tom Hanks, the ability to fire people for having dead eyes, especially because <laughs> a funny uh, thing as we, as we've discussed, <laughs> I've always said that actually, uh, Tom Hanks can, yeah. uh, but he might've had that specifically stuck in his head because he was coming off of Polar Express where, uh, the <laughs> mocap, is right. specifically known for like giving Tom Hanks the deadest eyes that <laughs> yes. any movie character has ever had. Well, he uh, said he walked back into the You might have to go on the show just to <laughs> offer him that perspective. Seriously, that I mean that's a really good point. He said he walked into the re-audition and um he uh, and Tom's in there and he didn't recognize him. Be- he looked like shit. He said he was like, he looked terrible and he has just gotten done filming <laughs> Castaway. And so right. he had lost all this weight. And, and, you know, he didn't know what he was all skinny and like just like looked homeless for. And right. um, it just like I have you guys ever found out something about yourself that you weren't supposed to know like that? Like I oh, God, I try yeah. not to hear I would never. I'm not one of those people that wants to know what people really think stuff. about me. I would like yeah. to live yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the world where, you know, like I talk shit about people. So I assume ever people talk shit about me and it's like, it's their right. I don't, it's that whole phrase of like, it's none of your business what other people think about you. I try to like, I would, I wouldn't be one of those people that's like, if you could be invisible for the day, what would you do? Yeah, and yeah, I wouldn't right. like go to hear people talking about me ever. Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. No, not, not a good idea. But people like that. It's like a thing where like you're not I mean, like when you're susceptible to that, like it shows that you're very like you can't live from your inside out. You know, like you're living yes. from the outside in. Everything that's happening outside of you is actually determining your internal space rather than coming from a place like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe my mouth is crooked, which is the thing yes. I've heard. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, but I don't give a fuck. That's just that's what it is. Uh, and I don't care. But at the end of the day, like I can't see my own fucking mouth. So who gives a shit? Yeah, that's a good point. You can't. We're not meant to see our reflections, like, ever. What? Yes, I was just going to say, Miles has a great mouth. Not not crooked at all. As somebody who has a crooked smile. uh, Pull up our performance review that you wrote up of me. (laughs) It's in there. Line one. Bro, he wrote, bro, your mouth, dog. It just says, bro, your your mouth, mouth, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, when I've done the roast, you know, like that's right, when right. you are subject to those those um, things that you're like, oh, I didn't even know that right. about myself. But people just the writer's room for those. They just sit and stare at a picture of you all day and take oh. it apart and say like the worst things possible. And it's really led me 
to be deeply insecure about things that I didn't, you know, I already have insecurities and then they find new things. And right. um, yeah, like, and one that comes back to haunt me all the time is like people said I look like Owen Wilson, which is, I kind of did, like, I get it. <laughs> and the way you guys just laughed just confirmed it. That was no, the, it's, it's, it's just an absurd. Thing. I know it's absurd. But guess yeah. what? Nikki and I got to pull up a photo and really give it a gander. Like, we totally, like, wow. yeah. We, oh, yeah. Wow. I, I got to work on an impression of him. That would be killer. <laughs> but I, he is a, he's like a, a feminine looking man, so I'll take For it. Sure. Um, but that one's come back to haunt me a lot and I definitely did see it and I was like oh you know I gotta I like booked a um an appointment f- with a uh plastic surgeon person after the roast to like go <laughs> yeah. like oh, fix man. some stuff it was wild I spent so much money uh. on d- different dumb stuff uh just to like you know it, and then and then they'll make fun of you for looking plastic so it's like you can't win but right. I did have dead eyes for a while um when I I got like Botox, that really does kill your eye. Like that's that's talk about dead eyes. Right. And now it's all gone. Right. It's like it's with COVID, you can't have any more touch ups. So I'm, I feel so good like having my face, just like being able to move again and back to normal. Because <laughs> I I've, right, yeah. Right. Did you feel like uh, there was any diminished uh, feeling like emotions? I've read that that's something that happens where when your face is frozen, you're less able to even feel the emotions because like, it's a two-way street. Did you oh. did you notice that? No. You know, I already have a hard time feeling my feelings. So I think that I yeah. was already just like uh, – it was probably just – Felt pretty good on top of that. Really. Yeah. I, yeah. But I did cry. I was on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire right before the pandemic, like right when it happened that week. Oh, wow. It was like the one of the last things that filmed before everything shut down. And I had a lot of Botox in my face and I cried on that show. Like it's so weird that I, I don't cry. But when the, the camera was in front of me and it was a real cry, it wasn't for the camera. Like I accidentally said the wrong answer. And mm. uh, like I locked in the wrong answer, you know, it was between two things. And I was like, it's not this. I know it's not this. It, and then I said, you know, B, final answer. And it was what I was saying was the not. it. Oh, so no. everyone knew like I had just fucked up and I go, no, and I'm screaming and I and I cry because it's like I, I it was just because I just didn't take my time. And I had just gotten done telling uh, Jimmy Kimmel, the host, that I really want to be patient and and think and and. Um, oh, no. and, and I was just so disappointed oh my in myself, so I started crying. And it looks like I'm fake crying because my face can't move. It's just like a <laughs> tear falling out of a frozen face. And uh, and that's when I was like, uh, you gotta get that stuff out of you until uh, right. <laughs> until the next roast, and <laughs> someone makes you feel bad again. Uh, by the way, Polar Express 2004, Band of Brothers 2001. So okay. maybe Tom Hanks should have uh, worried about his own dead eyes a little bit more, <laughs> unless yes. about your boy's dead eyes. Uh, all right. Nikki, uh, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, Biden won the election, it seems like now that no. that is official. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about uh, quiet damage being done behind the scenes of the Trump administration, uh, Dan Crenshaw's audition to <laughs> be one of the Avengers, a.k.a. a uh, and also just a, an absurd political ad that he put out. One of the scavengers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, COVID fatigue, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Santa Claus getting everybody sick, all of that, plenty more. Might even get to Kirk Cameron. 
Uh, but oh, first, please. Nikki, we like to ask our guests, what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Um, okay. Well, it's kind of goes into what we were just talking about. Um, I, uh, this, just an hour ago, I, I looked up, uh, Emily Ratajkowski young, which she already is young, but mm. I wanted to go younger because right. she recently posted, I don't know if you know who that is, supermodel. Yeah. She mm-hmm. has, she's pregnant now, which like I was happy about because there's like always a constant like divot running down her stomach that defies science it's like this line that is just unachievable it's not even an ab and now it's popped out because of that baby but um her lips are just so big and i was like is this what's going on here and then i went Mm. back and looked and that bitch has always had uh, like a a full top lip yeah she's always been good it's not work and um i like to do a little investigating sometimes not that i would have any problem with it because i've done it too but um yeah, I looked up that. Um, God-given I, lip injection. That's like me when I look at bald people who oh, I think, really? well, dudes with hair plugs. I'm always like, let me let me figure this dude out. I'm, yes. I'm seeing the wind is not hitting the hairline <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and that's built out of my own, you know, balding insecurity bullshit. Absolutely. But, you know, it's, it, takes, it takes one to know one. And, you well, know, so what? that's why I rely on me for my expert eye. Miles, that's really interesting that you just said – I found that men are so obsessed with men's hairlines. Like it yes. is a thing Woo. that men are looking at men's hairlines more than women are looking women, at probably. men in any way. Like it's 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 <laughs> like the – more than you look at women's bodies and like get turned on. You guys are obsessed with hairlines, which I get, you know, because you're obsessed with your own. Um, I recently – I was having hair loss during COVID like a lot of people were. And it was just falling out in the shower like crazy. And I got – I'm getting a treatment I just got today. I'm wearing a, a ball cap right now. I look like uh, uh, Antifa um, because <laughs> – I come in all black. Marshall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. I really do. That one is – that's triggering. Um, that is so good. But I, uh, I'm wearing it because I just got um, scalp injections. I'm doing this thing called PRP where they, like, take your blood out and they spin it around a machine and then they inject it into your scalp and it's supposed to, like, stimulate hair growth. And it might not work, but my friend who had, like, a lot of hair loss did it and, uh, and I'm doing it. And my scalp is, like – has caked blood all over it because I just got like a <laughs> oh thousand <laughs> shots in my Damn. head. It's intense, dude. And um, and they numb your head at first. I went. You get three sessions. I they numb your head at first, uh, they, by shooting stuff into it, and then they do like a hundred injections of your blood into your head. And it doesn't hurt at all. Like the the injections don't hurt because of the numbing, but you can hear the needle going like. Uh, and oh. so it's like the grossest so this time i brought white noise to to plug in and just like jam out on some white noise and um yeah. and i could still hear it it was so gross but yeah. it, i don't all these things i don't know why i'm doing this anymore like I, it's <laughs> I, I don't it, but you got to do the three sessions so um so that's what i'm doing but look into that if you want but hair loss it's just like it sucks does it yeah, it's, it's, and it's such a funny thing, I think, because I've talked to, like, my other friends who are, like, around the same age who, like, we would be like, yo, what's, what's good with your hair? I mean, not that we, that's mm-hmm. all we're talking about. But there's always, like, this refrain of, like, how has science not figured this thing out? <laughs> like, we're right. making so many leaps and bounds, but, like, more hair on head? We're still like, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know what to do. 
It's Which is fine because you know I'd rather they make advances in things like tackling terminal illnesses and things like that. But you know, come yeah. on, like break off like ten percent of your time to now that these vaccine the scientists got it done. Like let's put let's them the on the the bald thing. That's a yeah. good point. It it really is bizarre that there's been nothing, but there are guys that didn't have hair and now they have great hair. And what yep. is is that a transplant? I'm mm-hmm. sure you've looked into it. What what are we dealing yeah. with there? Getting getting transplants. Joel McCann's. You know, Mikhail's got him. You remember, we remember old Jeremy Piven. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Strong uh, hair. Like, it's always funny, like, because when you actually look back, you're like, that's right. I knew that actor was bald. I just forgot when I saw them on that sitcom in the 90s before they got yes. checked what they look like. So, yeah, they've aged in reverse. Speaking of breath. Right. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, um, shout out to anybody with that, the strong plugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is underrated, Nikki? Underrated. Um, well, it goes in line with what I was just talking about. Sleep masks and white noise for mm. sleeping. I think that okay. a lot of people struggle with sleep. I you know, hear it constantly. And if you're not using a sleep mask and you're not using a white noise machine, do that before you go to Ambien or before you go to anything else. The thing that keeps you up is like light coming in. It wakes you up. Or it's the fact that there are random noises, and you might not even think that that's what's doing it, but just try out a white noise app. It's called White Noise. Put on the airplane yeah. noise. Boom. Crank that up. Stick it right next to your pillow. And um, in a sleep mask, it's just like I – those are the – the sleep mask is the one – those both, if you took them from me, I don't know how – my life would completely go down the drain. Yeah, and The sleep, sleep mask, mask is, is just the the cover. Like it's yeah, not a, just yeah. for your uh-huh. eyes. And there's different uh-huh. ones because people are like, I can't stand something on my face. My mom claims it, it like, well, she can't breathe. But it's just not true. There's there's so <laughs> many different ones that you can use. And it, it changes the game. And then you get used to these things being associated with sleep. And mm. then as soon as you put it on, it's almost like a lullaby and you fall back asleep because it's like the right. soothing thing that you associate with sleep, um, which is, I guess, one of the main things that – you know, sleep therapists recommend is that you need to associate like things with sleep. Like your bed yeah. should only be for sleep. So if you can't sleep, get the f- get out of bed, go right. in the kitchen until oh, you right. are Don't ready to your close couch. your right. eyes because you. So and no one's going to do that. So just get a sleep mask. Yeah. <laughs> the eye, the light pollution thing is big for me because I, I used to just naturally like at a certain point in the morning take a second pillow and just crush my face with it. Yes, and then. I remember like I had found like a like a gag sleep mask from like a bachelorette party thing. Like my <laughs> yes. like, my partner had I was like, let me oh my oh here's a sleep mask. And I put it on, <laughs> yeah. it had like a sexy kitten on it or Just something. Like horny bitch. Was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was catching the fuck out of those Z's though, because like it just even that subtle change of like where I'm like, I could go back to sleep by covering my eyes, but having that the whole time really was something else so yeah. yes and even I in the dark that. i will say even in like a dark room i if i close my eyes it's still not the same as putting on a sleep mask and really getting that like deep like ca- i'm in a cave darkness it's mm, it's right, essential right. so um and yeah i, I, like I just a- wanted to think of something that would maybe benefit your uh listeners I feel like there's a stigma against sleep masks too. Like the people you see wearing what? sleep masks in movies are always like yes. fancy people. It's oh, like yeah. th- this costs It's a woman $3. in a silk robe. Yeah, it's a exactly. woman in a silk robe <laughs> drinking vodka rocks. Right. That's so I don't know why. And I'm so like, what? Yeah. <laughs> why is this so yeah. no, 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 It's 3 p.m. 
<laughs> yeah, they're like, literally what? five dollars at CVS. Like yeah, anyone right. can afford this, and mm. it's, I'm glad. Like maybe that will make people more drawn to it because you'll you're like right. that's like a fancy thing, but it's it truly is not, and it's it's a game changer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you say that you and your also white noise class is, indicator? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Did you, did you say your white noise setting is airplane sound? Yes, it is the sound of an airplane cabin. And you can oh. also um, just pull it up on YouTube. There's like 10 hour streams of uh, like first class airplane cabin. Like that's oh. different. I guess that is different. You have right. Where, yeah, it's where you hear like like metal utensils on like porcelain flatware <laughs> yes. versus like plastic trays in the in poor people zone. <laughs> I hate when you're on a plane and like they do like the the we're about to land or whatever, and you're in coach, and they're like. And for people in first class, you um, can give us back your Bose headsets. They like rem- they let you know that yeah, like the things right. that you're getting up there that you're not in the back. You're like, wait, you, right. could you just like tell them individually? That's kind of <laughs> why you're rubbing. Just it in put our the face. speakers to that part of the plane. You have to blast <laughs> yeah. in the whole part, right? You could do mm. that. And yes, and uh, thank you so much for being upstanding citizens <laughs> and giving people something to aspire towards. And mm. this is the last call for your foot massages. And <laughs> right. <laughs> complimentary uh, hand jobs. It's like, wait, what? What's happening up there? How? Warm face towels. <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. I feel like they could just, they would make a uh, coach so much better. Just warm face towels. That's all they need. Yeah, that is oh, a nice, yeah. th- sometimes I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? But it's, I'm never, even if I just hold it, it's still nice. Yeah. 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 Or doing that thing where you keep going and be like, how much heat will yeah, retain? Hot how much heat will retain? And it's just yes. like, ah, I got the most <laughs> yes. out of it. All right, I'm done with this stupid <laughs> hot towel. Uh, what is something you think is overrated, Nikki? Okay. <sighs> the guy on the skateboard drinking cranberry juice singing Fleetwood Mac. Lip syncing wow. Fleetwood Mac. It was, I didn't understand it. I watched it again today to like really soak myself in like the happiness that everyone got from that. I didn't get it. I, I, maybe I'm jaded. It brought me no joy. Everyone's like, oh, he's like, it shows a new appreciation for Fleetwood Mac for young people. I go, he's old. He should know Fleetwood Mac. He's not doing a good job of lip syncing it, which I'm a huge stickler for, especially when it comes to music. People on TikTok that can uh, lip sync dialogue, I'm very impressed by. If you've ever tried to do it, it's actually very, very hard. Music is very easy to lip sync to. And um, yeah. it was unsafe. He wasn't wearing a helmet. Um, yeah. The cranberry juice, that's so much sugar. <laughs> and he was like on a highway. And everything about it was annoying. I, I was not there was nothing about it that made me feel good wow oh, wow i've the combination of the like vibes on a board and uh yeah. dreams was cool but i think th- for me i also find it a little bit overrated more like the phenomenon around him because he's turned into this weird pawn of like corporate you know uh like philanthropy and being like you see like this guy was just himself and now like Ocean Spray bought him a truck and he's got this thing and he he used to work in a potato factory where it's like he was destitute. It's like, how about you zoom back to the part where he was destitute be- before all this and all the other people who don't have a longboard and a TikTok and a bottle of Ocean Spray <laughs> to get to this other place. And I'm just I'm like, oh, we keep doing this kind of shit. We're like. This poor person made it, y'all. Yes. And it's like, applause. Right. Fantastic. And we but didn't care until him, they though, had a, a, great, yeah, a semi-talent or they did something. It, they always have to have a talent. Like, we can't just give 
homeless people credit until they give us something. Like, remember the guy with the golden voice? He was like, oh, now let's let's help the homeless because he's talented. Like, it's there always has to be something. It's not just because you're a human being who's in need, which I think that's that is sort of the American sort of nightmare that we have. Is sort of like it's we can't just get to that part of like, oh, you're in need. Oh well, then no questions asked here. Let's help you. It's like, oh, you're in need. Uh, can you fucking do a, a varial hard flip uh, over like uh, down a ten stair? Like I don't know. Let's hear yeah. the singing I'm, voice. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking read this of bit the- of copy for me, real quick. <laughs> uh, speaking of the American nightmare, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, Mitch McConnell, he did it, you guys. Oh. He uh, said the he said reality uh, after <laughs> five weeks of denying. He did reality, reality, guys. He did the thing. He said <laughs> it's real. The thing that has been real for five weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, this, but he this seems to have been. This seems to have been like the mainstream media is treating this as like finally uh, he's really put the nail in Trump's coffin. Um, yeah, he tell he told. I mean, yes, Monday electoral college certified. We saw the stupid clown show of like alternate electors that were showing up to be like, I'm here to put my vote down, and they're like, even like the police were like, you're not coming in here. You're not. <laughs> this is you're just a weird sovereign citizen thing. This doesn't make sense. It's not legal. It, it's over. And so yes, the it's certified. It's done and dusted. It's been like that though, despite all the malarkey and lawsuits, but. Yeah, McConnell said it himself, like a Chinese spy. He said, we have a president who will be sworn in on January 20th. The Electoral College has spoken. That's a good McConnell. So today, I want to congratulate President-elect Joe Biden. The president-elect is no stranger to the Senate, and he's devoted himself to public service for many years. So he's already trying to pivot, you know? He's already, And he said he made nices with Kamala Harris. It was like, Yeah, the fist pound. Remember I was, that? I thought that was him acknowledging uh, it. Everyone goes, oh, he, he gave her a, a little pound. Mm. Yeah, the first time they were uh, back, and everyone yeah, was like, "Oh, that was acknowledging it, being like, good job, girl." And I'm like, maybe that's just how he greets people. Maybe that wasn't yeah. a congratulations. Mitch McConnell maybe seems like a, a fist pound kind of guy. Brother. I don't know. Who knows <laughs> what his whole swag is about? But yeah, it was that was one of the things that I think most people were waiting for because Mitch McConnell this whole time has entertained the well, we have to see like all the legal remedies, you know, just kind of waiting for this to say, I guess. He's saying, I respect the sanctity of the Electoral College. That was clearly the point for him that he was going to abandon all this uh, entertaining of Trump's conspiracy theories. And even when you go over to Newsmax, Trump's favorite channel, they're also Chinese spies based on what they're saying. What uh, Because they said uh, one of their anchors said, quote, the Electoral College votes are being cast today. Here is video from four states, New York, New Hampshire, Arizona and Illinois, all certifying the election for president elect Joe Biden. And then this like article describing how they said it, they uh, are describing how he was presenting this news on the air, said, quote, moments later, Bachman referred to Biden as president elect for a second time, confirming there had been no mistake. <laughs> so, this, yeah, it's well, yeah, he, in. as if he like saying it one time. Oh, that, I misspoke. I mean, that's right. that's the world we live in that they can say that that right. I was joking. Yeah. Oh, that was joke respect, mm-hmm. that I did, <laughs> Mr. President. That was just straight joke respect. And even Vladimir Zadimir Putin uh, has <laughs> also 
he is also abandoning. He's ghosting his ass too. He this is now Putin didn't say it himself. It's coming from his office, but this is coming from his office in Russia. Quote: Vladimir Putin wished the president elect every success and expressed confidence that Russia and the United States, which bear special responsibility for global security and stability despite their differences, can truly contribute to solving many problems and challenging or ch- and challenges that the world is currently facing. So even Putin is now like, okay, so you're in the driver's seat. It's yeah. So didn't Putin's come before mm-hmm. McConnell's? I think, uh, yes, like, like a half hour. It all was happening yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then when Vladimir taking his cues from the Kremlin yet again, (laughs) um, got him, got him. Does this matter? Like, are there people who out there, I guess Newsmax would be the, the one where this would be the most relevant, but like the main reason Trump is continuing to, cast out on the election is so that he can like maintain his legitimacy in the eyes of the people who voted for him. Right. Or well, the yeah, well, more, in the eyes of the people who more voted specifically for him. delegitimize Joe Biden. Right. Completely. Right. It yeah. just but erode his constituency, any faith. Republicans still like believe it was fixed. I mean, it's that's not right. changed. Right. Yeah. I think it's just to keep that at like, he's just fanning the flames to make sure it's like white hot when January 20th comes. My neighbors and, still yeah. have their Trump flag up. And, um, uh-huh. and my one neighbors took it down. They had it up the whole time, you know, and it was this, and our, and our neighborhood doesn't have like a lot of those flags, but these people just moved in and they had a Trump flag that would said, Trump, Trump. No more bullshit. He was like, <laughs> yes. what? what are you talking about? What do you mean no more? That's <laughs> That would have maybe made sense in 2016 to have that slogan. Right. But like it's this like, is – there's been – what bullshit? You're the like, president, no, You're the bullshit. Yeah. And it was yeah. – and, and it's in a neighborhood. My sister – like there's little kids. It's like no more bullshit. It's like right, – right. you know, it's a middle class, nice-ish neighbor, suburbs. And – um. So it's weird because we would – my mom and I go walking the dogs and we always walk past this house and we kind of just don't want to have to talk to these people because we're scared of what we might say or – you know, and <laughs> and they're always out in the front yard and doing some weird – like they're just always out. And so – but and, – and I was at a point for a while where I was like I just – I don't want to be mean to to people who I know voted for. Like, I just want to be able to smile to my neighbor and just, like, not have it be a thing. Be the bigger person. So I had, I had uh, resolved myself to be that way. I hadn't run into this person yet. So then after I, like, resolved that, I'm on a run and I'm running back. This is around Halloween time. I'm running back past their house. And this guy is in the middle of the street admiring his Halloween decorations, which are insane. You know, just like ghouls hanging from trees, like just with the Trump flag. And like there's just blow ups, pumpkins. It's just like trashy, like tacky, terrible Uh, cobwebs everywhere. And he's admiring it from the street and he's taking pictures of it. And I'm going to we are the only people in the street. I am going to have to say something to this person. I can't just ignore this guy. So I'm like, you know what, Nikki? You don't want to be mean and you don't want to lie. I don't want to be like, you're great. I love you. Or like, hi. (laughs) Like, I hope you have a happy. But I want to say something true. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't love it. So I'm really trying to be honest. Like, I don't want to lie anymore in my life. Like, at all. Even if it's like a little, like, white lie. So I was like, and I was running. And so I slowed down because I'm like, what are you going to say to this guy? You have to say something more than just, and you have to acknowledge his decorations because he's proud. I mean, he's taking a picture. He just put them up. He's been putting (laughs) Uh them up all day. And so you guys, I killed it. I go, I go, it looks really scary. 
Uh, ah, nice. flag, and I met Spread it, that and needle. he goes, "It does," and I go, "Yeah, terrifying." And then I just kept running, and it was like a nice interaction. I was honest; he felt good. It was like I was like, "Oh, good." There's there's hope. Um, and then, but he they took down the flag, but the, our closer neighbors have not, and they have two, and they keep like moving it to different sides of the door, and it's just a. I wonder when that'll come down, though. That'll be wow, the real test. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that's the barometer currently. Yes. When how when will they relinquish uh Do you the, have the, Trump flags out in LA in the area? Are you guys uh, seeing? There, I saw one the other day when I went mm-hmm. on a bike ride. They yeah. were, they were they were decked out. It, it it's every, you know, it's, it's around. Yeah. Yeah, it's not I just like, see the People don't do it their chest out in, in certain areas. Yeah. There are You'll a lot of people of color where I live, uh, so it's not a it's not a it's not the best take to have right now, you know, might right. make things a little awkward, but yeah. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. The bumper stickers. I always I have like a pathological obsession to always like drive up around to see the person who has the Trump bumper sticker. Just be like, God damn. I know they're always smoking with the kids in the backseat. <laughs> right. Yeah. I did no. see a funny thing uh, of like like a MAGA hat and a like a dashboard. But it was like one of those joke ones. that said like made you look fuck Trump. Oh, and you're OK. Like, oh. That's- I can't like because like you though. have a visceral reaction like you see the white text on a red hair you're like what the fuck yes. is it and I was like okay all right uh-huh. yeah. no but I, I don't from like far those away I would have said you're, you're piece of shit <laughs> right because Miles even if like say your friend has on a one of the jokey ones for a moment you think your friend's a douchebag yeah. right like you you judge a yeah. friend and then it's a joke but you there's there's something in your brain that will always have that because that moment was so traumatic do you know what i mean like right exactly. I, I that's why i don't like pranks you never let go of the fear you had at first before it was like oh it's a joke right it, you it's have not a to swastika hold on to that. it's a sick ass zz top logo rework. <laughs> isn't it yes. sick i'm like yeah but see to me that's says so it did it already did something to me so the joke you is guys good. right my Still mom signifies took i live with my parents my mom we had a biden sign out front for a while and my mom sells stuff on craigslist and she had a woman coming over to like pick, look at a chair and my mom took down the sign because she's like i just don't want trouble she was like if this person like won't buy my chair because of this so Keep it's it so neutral. funny yeah she took it down wow. just in case uh she wanted to sell a, a chair to a trumpy yeah she sold that chair I mean, hey hey trumpers buy chairs too you know what I mean? yeah. that's right as jordan you know? said uh <laughs> <laughs> the hat prank really because the whole thing with the hat is that you're making people f- feel like ambient aggression and anger and or you're allowing racist people to feel like they are supported uh so tell your friend not to not to do that Miles. it's not good yeah. tell him i disapprove no he, he he and it was a a, a dune reference too so it it came down real quick and even the signs, I almost got my dad a sign that was like, you know, it's like, by Dawn, like, by right. Dawn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, even, and it had like the yellow hair. I'm like, even that, like, I don't want to see anything yeah. with his name or him. I can't, I can't watch him. Like, I, I literally cannot watch him. And I was really happy about the Sarah Cooper thing of her doing those lip syncs and a lot of comedians yeah. got like mad about her success and, you know, oh, she got a special because she does lip syncs. First of all, like I said before, lip syncs are very hard to do. So, like, yeah. I give credit for like how, how good she, she does is them. at those. Right. Perfectly. She's, she's elevating like with her. Dude, yeah. Like with her. No one does them like her. They're so spot on. I, I did one the other day of a Kardashian thing for TikTok 
and it took me like 10 hours to memorize and then getting it right. I mean, I've never spent so much time on fucking anything. It was bad because my ADD medicine like kicked in right when I started. So it just like, uh, it became my obsession. Yeah. And it's so hard. So, but with Sarah Cooper, that for me was really good because I was able to hear him for the first time ever. Uh, Because since he won, I just can't watch him or listen to him. And it was the first time I could hear his bullshit and like actually, um, you know, get information that I need to be right. to have, and didn't have to look at him. So I was, I, right. I thought that was like actually like pretty beneficial for me. Yeah, I think it was a good public service she was providing yes, for a while because exactly. like yes. you got the hottest lines, and they were served up in a very hilarious, palatable way. Yes, yeah. yes, and and good on her for having to listen to him that much to learn those because when you do a lip sync, you got to listen to it thousands of times. Yeah. Let's she whatever like she wants. Because music, at least there's a beat. And you know right. when certain syllables will hit on the beat. But when you're just talking, your cadence is completely different. And that's why even like you see people who do like improv music to Trump where they're like playing drums or guitar. And you're like, okay, that's not yeah. either way. You're you're so right. And anyone who doesn't know how hard it is, like just try to lip sync to some someone talking. Just try it. Mm-hmm. It's way harder yeah. than you think. And anyone who can do a good job of it is very talented. Mm. There's uh, another rated. There you go. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about uh, Dan Crenshaw real quick. The, oh this goodness. video is is too good <laughs> to uh, pass <laughs> People without People have comment. to watch this. They have to. It's, I don't know. <laughs> Like can we, I'm just gonna can we play just describe it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna play. I'll get, if you haven't seen it. I don't know. Pause the podcast and just look up fucking Dick Fury Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> with remind his me who he is and like our history so, with him because I I just couldn't. He's a he's it. a congressman from Texas and he rose to prominence when Pete Davidson took some shots at him on Weekend Update. And then people are like, yo, he has an eye patch. He's a veteran. Like, that's fucked up. You shouldn't just be like lobbing insults like that. So he had Dan Crenshaw. He, Dan Crenshaw went on SNL to, and then did Weekend Update and had some of his own, you know, riffs and raspberries he was handing out. Uh, and that was when people were like, oh, wow, this guy can take a joke. That's kind of cool. Even though behind, everything else he says is fucked up, racist trash. I, wow. But he, he, him and Pete Davidson got along. Yeah, so that's SNL giving another him. one of these guys like, oh, a Absolutely. pass kind of. Yes. Right. Yeah. right, exactly. And they're like, Showing well, it's them not that bad. He didn't, it's like he said the N-word on the air. So, it's, <laughs> I mean, who, let's divorce to his actual who he is from what we saw in there. So now... I don't know what is going on. He either he reminds me of like one of these dudes who has like always had a camcorder and always like making little movies and skits and never put them out because this is like some self-indulgent masturbatory absolute nonsense. He it's I'm just going to describe it starts off with him at a press conference and until he's interrupted by a gigantic like burly dude whispering in his ear that a I'm just going to play this. Exceptionalism. It's built on the greatest ideas in history. This victory tonight, it's about you. This is victory speech. It's about defining those. This guy's whispered in his ear. Sorry, folks. I'll be right back. So this sets off an entire sequence where Dan Crenshaw is being told by a robot that, like, Kamala Harris and the socialists are coming and David Perdue and Kelly Leffler must be defended so they can win in Georgia and then it has a little bit of everything. There's comedy. There's <laughs> an, there's goofy Antifa guys. Um, there Stunts, is action. I think, 
Yeah, he jumps out of a fucking plane like some fucked up Tom Cruise and full on is doing. I don't know. I, I don't know how else to describe this except for a terrible commercial and action movie trailer with all of the worst fucking tropes. And like, but they're done in the way where like it's unaware that these are overdone tropes. And it's like, you see that how the hero landed on one knee, like from the <laughs> sky. Even though that's like a bit that many people have been making fun of, I did that and it's sick because then afterwards I punched Antifa through a windshield. Yeah, he punches through the windshield. That's uh, very like violent, angry. Uh, the imper- the interpretation of Antifa that we get are people <laughs> just like walking through a field in with like black ski masks black on and all black mm-hmm. hoodies uh, and a nose and- ring. And a nose ring, and they they nail the Antifa uh, ideology by having a conversation where one of them goes, "I don't even know why we're mad," and the other one goes, uh, "Because the news told us to be." Uh, yeah, and yeah, and then the guys they have playing them are like obviously neckbeard like MAGA dudes. They like couldn't yeah. be more clearly. Yeah. Um, and I think the whole thing was so he could. Jump out of the plane and yep. we and mm-hmm. and show off. This is all. Is he married? He's trying to get laid with this video. It's it's so clear he to me be. he's trying to get pussy. It, <laughs> because when he jumps out of the plane, there's a like he's talking to a a British woman who's like giving him his his coordinates and saying there's Antifa on the ground. And she goes, by the way, great form. And like yes. he's in the sky <laughs> and he's he does have great skydiving form, but that was an unnecessary thing that he had to be like, hey, by the way, can we like have her say a line where she tells me I have great form? It yes. was just him showing off that he had good skydiving form. That is the whole thing. And um it's just I think it's just a massive attempt to get laid, this whole thing. His wife yeah. No, he's is, he's married. He's oh, been he's married, married since okay. 2013 to Tara Blake, who he turns the speech over to at the beginning. So she's oh. there with him. He's like, you got this. And then uh, says he'll be right back and then proceeds to go on what must be a days long journey. So uh, really left her yeah, out I to drive. I still but... think it's an ploy to get laid. Oh, for sure. Or like at least have women his want wife. to. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. That's what I mean. Yeah. But I think that, um, yeah, it was all just to look cool. And he wants and it took that took so long to make. I mean, that was a huge production. And if I was one of like if if I uh, what if that's what you're spending your time doing you're not a, a movie right. star what are you doing like I I just thought it was such a, a waste owning of the libs resources. owning the libs Glazer yes. that's what I'm doing you know what I mean and y'all are talking about <laughs> it and so that's why I did some sick ass stunt work I mean he's yep. he has a really interesting life he's like born in like Aberdeen and like went to school in like Columbia at some point he's had a he's this dude is did he I'm lose sure he's gonna like, from in ba- in war or oh yeah. just leaving in a contact or something okay. yeah yeah well, yeah no he did and i think that's why okay. like i think that's why pete davidson that they were like oh okay like we don't mean to take yeah. shots right. it was like, like a wounded veteran a little bit yeah. yeah and it was yeah very much as being like ha ha he has an eye patch yes. that's uh, what bothers me so yeah about, that's a bit of a misstep like when people make fun of trump for being fat or for like yeah, oh he shit his pants once i'm yeah. just like there's so much more we don't need to do that but I will say the one thing I got from this video that changed my perspective on something is that he was wearing a helmet during the skydiving sequence. And I've always thought that I could never go skydiving because I'm very scared of my face skin stretching out. 
And when you skydive, it's always like pulling back. And that's the reason I've never wanted to because I just don't want to like mess with my, my, you know, an aging woman. Uh. And now I'm like, oh, you can skydive and not fuck up your face skin. And so I, I'm like excited. I Suddenly I get to like skydive now. Yeah. So it's kind of a PSA for you. Yeah. Have you guys ever, yeah, have you yeah. Guys ever done skydiving? Have you ever skydived? Oh, no. Dove? No. I just saw my one friend uh, skydive and I just seen that thing where like, all your snot will just drain from your face sometimes, right. like depending on how just your sinuses dripping are. Because I've seen a few videos where, like, it's it's to the point where I'm like, why did you buy this video? Of <laughs> it's fucked up, and it looks like a like I don't know what I'm seeing, and it's unnerving because it's just like stringing out of your face, oh and it's like God. and you're and my friend's a smoker, so it was like phlegmy, and uh. it was just like <laughs> I was like nah. And my, in my mind, skydiving isn't even the thrill of jumping out of a plane. I'm just like, nah, dude. I'm, I don't want to get my snot all over the person who's tandem <laughs> jumping. With. I I've had that same thing happen where you're like, oh, like you reminded that you have snot in there. Have you guys gotten a COVID test yet? I'm assuming maybe mm-hmm. yes, no. Yeah, um, mouth. They, they put it in and then they take it out and they put the same end in the other nostril. They right. double dip. And that is the most disgusting feeling of having the wet end go into your yeah. other – like there's some reason that's just so gross. And sometimes when – I've gotten a lot of them and they pull it out and there's like a little snack on the – like there's some, right. sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't – I didn't. I should have blown my nose before this. And they just have to like put another – like they transfer a booger from one end to the other. Um, <laughs> it's so gross. Got to mix but, it up, you know? Yeah. But it's so interesting. do a snot graft. Yeah. How uh, <laughs> yes, bring how your they, body um, into balance. Sometimes they like they really go in, and then other times it's like very like not mm. that. And I found that when they're doing a rapid test, when you're about to like shoot a TV show, like the day of, where they like need you to be negative so that they don't shut down. Right. The COVID test is like a gent. They just like touch the <laughs> edge the of your nostril. Oh, wow. yeah. Like it's almost like a, just like. Uh, like it's almost like romantic. Um, yeah, right. like and they're like, brushing um, the hair out of your face. Yeah, you're actually just touching my face with your finger. No, that's the <laughs> test, and it's negative. Okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah, Nikki's good to go to set now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm like, mm, you can get a neggy if swab? you want this. The swab. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a real quick break, and we'll come back and talk about COVID fatigue. And we're back. Uh, and if you're like most Americans, you're fast forwarding through this part of the show because everybody is apparently tired of paying attention to COVID, uh, according yeah. to a new Harris poll. Um, they're, you know, 43% say they're doing less than they used to uh, in terms of like washing hands, social distancing. Um, or at least that 43% say they've just come to terms with the fact that the pandemic isn't ending soon and that's why they're doing less. Uh, but people are also, you know, one fifth of Americans are consuming less COVID related news than they were six months ago. But they're um, consuming more COVID. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just gobbling Weird. that shit up. Weird All inverse relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it is a definitely inverted from where we should be, right? Because we now have more evidence than we ever have before that this disease kills people and is a danger in these communities and 
it's purely a matter of our brains being like, this is kind of an underrated uh, risk to humans being able to deal with like a, a scary story like that. It, we talked before about how, when the Nazis first rose up, there was like shocked stories all over the newspapers. But like, by the time they were actually like taking over the country, like it was on the back page of the newspaper. Cause nobody, everyone was just like over it basically. The the over it bias is pretty yeah. uh, is an underrated way that we are bad at consuming news and just like interacting with our day to day life. Like we we can get used to fucking anything. Mm. Is basically it. Yeah, truly. I mean, yeah, yeah and- even like lockdown, people have found ways to sort of find a new normal throughout it all. But yeah, that that whole thing of it going the other way, the pendulum starting to swing the other way and people like, I don't know, like whether it's cynicism, nihilism, whatever it's, it's, it's hard to hear, but you can like, you know, to your point, I think you were sort of indicating in your writing about how, if you're not really have a direct connection to someone who lost their life due to COVID, or it's like, it's felt like that this story has really hit your doorstep that it's even easier to, you know, wish yeah. away all this shit. Like, oh, well, maybe I can go there and hang out here. Maybe, well, who needs Matt? Mm-hmm. We just go eat there and blah, blah, blah. But I think, yeah, and all along with all of this, like we're seeing that the the real big spread, it comes from these multi-generational houses where, you know, it's just a lot of people living together and people having to go out and interact with the world and not being able to be as safe as possible. So, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what to do to get people to, you know, come in, just sort of embrace the uh, safety measures that we need to take because yeah, at the end of the day, if people just are looking at a situation where it's like, I don't know, things are just getting more dire and there's less hope. So what the, how, what the, what good is it for me to give a fuck? I mean, yeah. I feel like it's based, based on my own experience and like noticing how, when my parents seem to like really like start caring a lot more, my parents already care and they're convinced it's a deadly illness, but even for myself, when I read something that – when I read a story, like when I'm just su- subject to some kind of information that makes it real and it's like a, uh, an actual like case study of what of it happening. There was this USA Today article about how it like ravaged this family in Ohio and it like this guy's kind of diary of each day and who got it and, and it really drove it home. And then all of a sudden – because you guys know like – You'll read a headline or hear statistics, and then all of a sudden you get like more vigilant, and then you kind of right. loosen. Mm-hmm. And it, like, even though you believe in it, so I think it's just about retweeting these stories, drawing more attention to these stories, and um, and I also I feel like because the the vaccine is around the corner, it would really suck to get it in this final stretch. Like I feel like this is the last mile of like a marathon. It's like I really don't want to get it before the vaccine. So I feel like. I hope people shift to that kind of mindset of like, okay, we have a little bit more to go. Let's just yeah. be good. They said that uh, this study, this Harris poll, found that 27% of people who said they were being more lax now than they were in April cited the imminent availability of a vaccine as their oh. reason for being more lax, which that's the opposite with me. Like I cancel, I was able to like kind of rationalize Uh, canceling my parents coming out here for the holidays by being like, look, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We'll be able to see each other at some point in like the next kiss. Right. And kiss, kissing, you know, kissing and hugging like we used to kissing and hugging 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that that doesn't make sense to me. That like that kind of gives it a finite end. Uh, that that I don't understand why that would make you more lax. It seems like it would yeah. just be more. I I used to have this kind of logic with other things when I was younger, and the idea is. Yeah, it's fucked up. But see, the vaccine is out there now. So that's kind of melting away the COVID that's out there because the vaccine is out there. So then that means it's kind of not as bad as because see, before there was no vaccine. Right and now there is. So then that only means it's going to go down. So that means the volume starting to come I, down. And then that's why I can go outside and I mm-hmm. can go to my uh, Kirk Cameron organized uh, caroling <laughs> thing. Let's talk about the Kirk that. Cameron and just generally Christmas uh, related activities uh, yeah. th- that are not not a great fit for this world that we are living in right now. Um, I talked on a recent episode, like carolers showed up at my house. I would like... First of all, I was like, I felt like a Scrooge because I told them to leave, uh, and I used the excuse of my, I just put the kids to bed. But like after like fifteen minutes, I was like, wait, was that would have been, Jack. yeah, it was nine a.m. <laughs> That's when I, yeah, time for your nap. You got, <laughs> here's up, a sleep guys. mask. Time for your nap. <laughs> you put Daddy's your children to, go to bed, to bed at nine a.m. Hey, why am I on track? Get the fuck out of here, Carolers. <laughs> but it, it occurred to me after the fact, like that is a super spreader activity is like going from door to door singing into people's homes like that's singing is is specifically right up on the door like old they were on my they weren't even doing it yeah that's insane look if you got to the new school version where you're masked up and it like maybe 15 feet away at least i can be like well at least they're not trying to be up in my threshold screaming into my house but it's also entirely popular possible that it was they were doing a thing like that horror movie The Strangers and they were just getting access oh, to the house and then gonna kill oh us all. But, okay. Um I like that yeah. your mind went there. Always stay yeah. vigilant, Dad. Always yeah. gotta be vigilant. You wanna give them the benefit of the doubt that they, they weren't yeah. you know anti masks maskers, yeah. they were they just were, yeah, they were just, uh, just, yeah, 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 murderers yeah. <laughs> ready to brutalize me and my family <laughs> in our sleep. Um but yeah, so I, I think I get what's happening, especially with the holidays. Like we have this is like the one time I feel like like there's this American sentiment of like we have movies that are built around this idea that I don't give a fuck what's in my way. I'm going to be home for the holidays. Right. Like it's just a cultural sentiment that we have like hardwired in all of our shitty movies that have to do around this time, whether it's somebody who's like, I don't know, I guess I'm going to have to hitchhike with these like uh, jugglers and get right. to Chicago. This and then from there, band. I'll take a canoe down <laughs> the river, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Like it's always about like, fuck it. They nothing going to stop me because it's my family. And so I understand like this urge, especially now, like people, the fatigue is there. and You want to feel the magic of Christmas, but God damn y'all do not let your fucking guard down because we have all these instances now where the like Santa is just so disarming for people. They're they're actually finding themselves in mm, kind of bad situations. So, for example, in Georgia, they said 50 kids may have been exposed to covid when both Mr. And Mrs. Claus tested positive after a local Christmas parade where where children could have their photos taken with Santa and his wife. And like <laughs> the local commissioner who put this shit together was sort of like, y'all need to chill. <laughs> OK, so what he this is what he said is, quote. While this is cause for concern, I feel that it is important to note that exposures happen every day as we go about our day-to-day lives, often without any knowledge. Children are in close contact with both other children and adults daily at school, rec functions, and church. Proper CDC exposure guidelines should be followed if your child was exposed. However, I do not feel this incident is cause for panic. 
Um, okay. That is a very eloquent defense of yeah, not love, just doing the bare like, fucking minimum. Guys, don't can just panic. always blame it on something else. Right. We're not panicking. Yeah. We're just criticizing you for a bad decision that is going to get people <laughs> sick, you dumb fuck. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're, you're, you, when you call out your Uber driver, you're like, excuse me, I'm, or if anyone drive, are you drunk? Are you? Well, what's <laughs> yeah. the problem? What's the, oh, yeah, Mr. Baby. Panic. Oh, okay, <laughs> panic in my Prius. There's many ways to die in a car. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. okay, because you, you could go out there any day. You could get hit by a bus, and that guy could be drunk, <laughs> and then you might drink something that's bad for you, and then you'll die. So, like, honestly, like, just fucking play the margins full. Fuck. Uh-huh. Um, it's a, and you're like, okay, so on the count of three, we're just rolling out of this car, um, and I'm going to take the black ice air freshener with me when I leave. But And then also, in Belgium, a similar thing happened as well. A, uh, uh, like, I guess in Belgium, they have like a more specific tradition where, like, I think December 5th is a day when, like, s- there's a specific name for Saint Nick in, in Belgium or whatever. Um, and so this man came by a nursing home, and 75 people at the nursing home got to walk away with their very own infection. <laughs> um, so they don't know the person who came as Santa was the child of one of the residents there, and one of the people who, uh, run the, the, um, Retirement home said, quote, in-depth scientific research would be needed to definitively say whether the visit was the cause of an outbreak. Um, but the, like the city said that 61 residents and 14 staff members have tested positive since this person's visit. And they were God. being very conscious of things. So I don't know what it I mean, the holidays and Santa, like, be be weary, you know, just and try and be as safe as possible. Be just- wary. Don't be weary. <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. I mean, having your kids sit on a guy's lap and talk like face to, it's just so intimate. That's, <laughs> it's, it's so, it's, it's the dumbest thing to do ever. It's just yeah. like, I, I just don't get it. What is wrong with people? But you got to have think, that picture. You, know, you got to have the picture. Yeah, I would have loved an excuse not to sit on a fucking yeah. creepy man's kids lap when I was a kid. Shit. God. We're always we cried as kids. No kids like it, and if a kid likes it, that's a weird kid. It's not, (laughs) and it's something. It it is a thing that they had to like a phobia they had to conquer. Right. No one wants to do that. Yeah. Don't don't we all have like shriek crying with the the stranger we were forced to take a photo with pictures like like in our house? They want those pictures. Like that's it's the it's the um, roller coaster photo before you're able to tall enough to get on those rides. Right. I'm like, as a young person of color, like, I'm already going to be tormented and terrorized <laughs> by white men. So let's not, don't get me, don't get my licks in at fucking three, please, at the fucking Fashion Square Mall in Sherman Hills. Please help me <laughs> to out. To be fair, here. those kids did, most of those kids did ask Santa for a ventilator uh, for <laughs> right. Christmas. So, yeah. so, I mean, they're good. They knew. And the people who were playing Mr. and Mrs. Claus, I mean, you know, your heart goes out to them because they were saying it's like the most important thing that they do. Every year is to this be is able to go out and give these kids cheer. And while I get that, and that is so commendable, <laughs> but yeah, seriously, like find a fucking hobby. But <laughs> this is—I yeah. feel like one of those things. Go volunteer like a, at a shelter. Yeah, well, people, you know, you can. There are other ways to help out without being like I'm, go I'm to a nursing home and be risk. Santa. Oh wait, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> Maybe not. I feel like I've seen enough evidence uh, that this is like one of those things, like petting a tiger that. Some people just get like so fucking supercharged off of being Santa Claus. Like there's entire like unions devoted right. to it and like uh yeah. cons, Santa Con. Uh and I get like that's 
that's actually a much better uh, thing to get a thrill from than uh, petting a tiger that is like being held captive and uh, yeah. treated like shit. Like that's great that yeah. you get joy from spreading, you know, joy for, to children. But it, it mm-hmm. like, t- give it a fucking rest. Like, take take it take a year off. That's the thing. These people, it's like that's what everyone says. It's like, but I like it. Right. It's like, okay, well, sorry, we're yeah. all. That's not an excuse to do things. It's the wrong thing to do. You that's people that say I just but I I want to and I it's but I love it. It's like, "Oh, okay." Like, no, we have to make sacrifices. That's not an excuse. Sacrifices? Right. It's sacrifices. oh god. <laughs> what is that? Mom, this person said I can't go there right now. What's going on right now? Like we really are I mean, it is there is this whole thing that we see too with all the anti-masker stuff. It's just a whole subset of people who have never been told no in their life. Yeah. And yep. it's they found a whole other movement that I don't know if they've they're aware of it, but that appeals to them is the can't tell me nothing energy that these people have of being like, I don't know, this is America. This is yeah. this yes. socialism. Anyways, uh we do want to get to Kirk Cameron real quick. because uh, mm. yeah. he's uh he's part of the you know, let, let's do something for the holidays and own the libs uh, situation. Yeah, why? You know, why? Why do this? This The Growing Pains guy that I only know, remember as the Growing Pains guy, uh, <laughs> he is attempting relevance yet again, but this time it's specifically to troll Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, Boom. look, while I love to troll the fuck out of like Gavin Newsom, uh, also, you know, please let me have uh, Kamala Harris's Senate seat. Or Diane Feinstein's <laughs> uh, Gavin Newsom. Let's talk. Um, this is a very specific take that they're they're going down. This battle with him that they want to do, which is about you know why are they stopping you know the congregations of people just because there's a pandemic that's transmitted through the air in enclosed spaces and could lead to death. I don't understand why they would ask us to do that. Nay, why would they make this a law or say that we have to do this? So. This dude has been doing some outdoor caroling, uh, just like full on meet me at a parking lot. I'm going to set up some PAs and we'll just yell into each other's mouths in the cold. (laughs) And he did the like he's I think the second one happened recently in Thousand Oaks at the Oaks Mall parking lot. And they were just the photos were like, yo, this is interesting. Like no masks Mm. and 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 singing. Um, uh, Sure. Uh, the police were called, in which they just came up, didn't give any citations, and were just sort of like, you guys should wear masks. And they were like, boo, and then they left. So uh, this is all again so Cam- or Kirk Cameron can troll the governor and like, like not even giving a fuck about these people. Like, sure, he's going to bait no. these people in with the promises of like, hey, get your holiday jollies off with everybody. And like, we can sing like, you know, fa la 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 and all that shit. But really, he's just doing that behind the scenes. He's like, oh, yeah, man, this is just to say fuck. Yeah, you this isn't about Jesus. Like yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wore a mask and I will be 70 feet away looking through binoculars. <laughs> That's how Kirk Cameron was experiencing it. Yeah. But try and explain bananas without agreeing with Kirk uh, Cameron's worldview. Have you ever seen that video of him being like, no. oh, you don't think God exists? And then he holds up a banana and is like, explain this. <laughs> and it's like, huh? <laughs> Uh, oh oh no! Yeah, wait. Yeah. So the logic being like, wait, what does it's, that mean? It's too perfect of a creation for a uh, man to have created it. Even though 
like basically all fruits that we uh, consume these days have just been genetically modified and like by man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, by, by man. Humankind. Like, bananas were the size of your pinky finger before humanity started just like breeding all the biggest ones together. Like, <laughs> and now we don't even have like bananas that like our el- our elders used to eat. Yeah. yeah, like we've got like we have like one banana on Earth now. Yes. <laughs> thanks, uh, Kirk. Or thanks, God, or God Santo, or Monsanto, or whatever the <laughs> fuck you are. Uh, shout out to that one banana doing all that work, though. Great, mm. great food. How well? I mean, do you think Kirk Cameron smokes weed? No, that no. feels like a. But I, but that I don't know. you're I mean, right. I mean, that is like look at this banana. Like he, I feel like he smoked weed once and saw God. He and talked in the to a guy who smoked weed once. I feel like right, is where right, right. He's coming from. Oh yeah, yeah. He met a white dude, a white pastor with dreadlocks, who's like a trippy <laughs> Christian like pastor. Yes. And he was just like, I don't know if you thought about a banana, Kirk. Like it's it seems like chaos on the outside and it doesn't <laughs> make sense. But when you peel it, it has the vital essences of things we need, like potassium and vitamins and 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 the fibers we need for our bodies sort of like christ's love and salvation from the outside it may look like this one thing but you really have to engage with it to understand its nourishment kirk god <laughs> all right i'm see you at the oaks park that was yeah. good. i'm in actually i'm gonna be at the <laughs> oaks mall uh it's so yeah. easy to You'll make me, up that yeah, bullshit me at that was actually good yeah <laughs> i'll be there yeah i'll be at hillsong with justin bieber uh, this sunday where am i <laughs> yeah my i hear they're looking for new leadership white outfit yeah oh yeah because uh, that dude was uh, he said God was like making him cheat on his wife or some shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> tempted boy. him and he he fell down on the job. Yeah. Those lovely. cool glasses. Uh Nikki, it's been so great having you. So fun. Uh Thank where you can for people find you, follow you, hear you? Instagram, Nikki Glazer, G-L-A-S-E-R. Um Instagram, Twitter. That's all for now. Yeah, um, but stuff mm-hmm. upcoming, and uh, I'll announce it all on those things. Stuff and, in the um, works. Yeah, and I'll be back on uh, you know on the road when everything uh, lifts. And uh, for now, I have uh, a couple specials on Netflix, and you can watch those. Hell yeah! Is there a uh, tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Um, I wanted to share the. Um, I retweeted it yesterday, but have you guys seen the cameo that Smokey Robinson did? No, or a no, woman? No. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh no. <laughs> oh good. Okay, so, so good. he is he gets asked to do a cameo for a woman that like used to li- live in his neighborhood like as a kid and it's really sweet and he's just saying like we grew up in the same neighborhood that's so great. He goes, "I'm being told that I need to wish you a happy Chinooka." And I don't know what that is, oh but happy Chinooka to you. And I hope you have a great Chinooka. And it's just the cutest, most sincere thing. But he definitely had never seen that spelling of of Hanukkah before. And it's so good. It's really heartwarming, but it's it's hilarious. I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jera. And they wanted me. They told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me. And gosh, that's that's beautiful. Um, How are you doing again? (laughs) Nice talking to you again, I guess. Come on, man. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now. And they want me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have <laughs> no right. idea what yeah. Chinooka is. But Amen. happy Chinooka because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe. And enjoy Chinooka. <laughs> hey, enjoy Chinooka, baby. You know what? Christ loves you, baby. All right. <laughs> 
I love, his so his face is so pure. Like it's yes. just so funny when you see someone be like so sincere and wrong, and you're like, <laughs> I can't be mad at this. No, He's you can't. It's ear. so sweet. Uh, Miles, where can oh, people man. find you? What's tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Miles of Gray, and also the other podcast, Four Twenty Day Fiance. You know, I'm just getting ripped talking about Ninety Day Fiance, trying to make sense of things over there. Uh, so check that one out. Uh, a tweet that I like uh, is from Shireen Yunez uh, at Shiro Hero Six Six Six, and she says, "Oh, look at the time. I have, I have to go attack and dethrone God uh, because, yeah." <laughs> That that seems to be the a very big concern uh, from the evangelical right at the moment. Mm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, tweet I've been enjoying is to meme with a woman uh, making an omelet. It says I'm making an omelet. Flips omelet. I'm making scrambled eggs. Uh, <laughs> identify with that. Oh, yes. oh you try uh, to make omelets? I never have tried because I've always feared the flip. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> Don't uh, fear the flip. Yeah, I, the I'm flip. out of the habit of... Uh, I've convinced myself that I make really great scrambled eggs. Uh, and so that I'm, I'm content just doing that. The secret okay. is a lot of water. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Uh, Miles, what are we riding out on today? Just this L. Michaels Affair album, I love a lot. And uh, we played a track called Villa. Uh, and I think we played another song from there before. But now uh, I want to add another song from this album called Enfant. E-N-F-A-N-T. And it has, again, I love them as a band. Everybody's tight on their instruments. There's a really haunting uh, vocal on top. And play the, like listen to this whole album and pretend you're in a French indie film. Uh, because you'll everything you do will suddenly feel more artistic. It's a great mm. track and just a good vibe raiser. So check this out. It's called Enfant. That's hey, what you were listening to when we uh, joined the call today. When I pulled up, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was nice. It keeps my vibes in a nice place. Yes, real nice. Uh, all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.